Hello, and welcome to an all new episode of The Spotlight. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And uh, I am so happy to be here. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Jen. How are you doing, Jen? I am doing awesome. Really super excited to be back. Spotlight's been gone for a bit. It has been. Um, uh, I wish I could blame some kind of, uh, I don't know, something that would take me off the hot seat, but I'd be lying. <laughs> it, it, it was the terrible mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, wasn't it? I, I know. I'm so sorry. It, I didn't even realize it while I was watching it that it was that's what what I was watching. So, <laughs> well, there you go. You see, you were so confused, you didn't even realize. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize that that was the mid-season finale or whatever until it was. So we'll excuse yeah. you this time. We'll excuse you. Yes, it's all good. So for for people who um, are used to us on Get Vocal, we are on Get Vocal. We're simulcasting, but um, all but we are through Streamyard broadcasting through Facebook Live. So we're gonna be trying this out and see how that goes. So uh, we would ask that most of our listeners would um, go through Facebook Live. We are broadcasting now. So joining us also as our guest. Uh, co-host is the one and only Ryan Perez. How you doing, Ryan? It's going all right. How's it going with you? I'm good, man. It's a Friday. It's raining. Uh, I just had some soup. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> good. Awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, glad that you were here. We're going to chop it up with you. But our yep. special guest, this young lady uh, is the, um, her brainchild is uh, Black Nerd Swag. It's the one and only Lauren Hazel. How you doing? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing, folks? Black Nerd Swag in the house from the Bronx, New York City. Birthplace of hip-hop? Yeah, baby. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to have an interview with you a couple of days ago, and you were gracious enough to not only agree to come on this show today, but you're also going to be on a Star Wars episode we're doing uh, in, uh, on Sunday. So thank you so much for that. Uh, no problem. Star Wars, uh, that's my thing. I like Star Wars, and uh, why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what's up. All right, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. Well, Black Nerd Swag is what? Actually, we are about two years old now, uh, 2017. So, yeah, it's about two years old. Our birthday's coming up in another week or so, uh, officially. Um, it started um, off as an idea I, I kind of had while at a New York City Comic Con. I had an idea of doing something. I didn't know what I was going to do. And if you've never been to New York City Comic Con, it is the biggest uh, pop culture con on the East Coast. It happens in New York City at Jacob Javis Center in October. And when you go on the show floor, you see all the advertisements and banners for everybody. So Marvel, and at that year, Loot Crate was really big. They had like almost a block activation to themselves and I'm watching all this stuff go on and I'm like, you know what? We should have, I should have something here or we should have something here. And at that point, um, I went to a black heroes matter panel for the first time. Cause the first time they had it that year that I was able, so I was, I went and listened to what all the wonderful black artists who are in the industry, um, in some form of way had to say, um, I'm more of a solution-oriented person. I do not like to hear all the complaints and no one's bring, presenting any solutions to a situation or anything what to do. It's more like, let's complain about it, 
let's blame the people in front of us who came to see us about why Marvel canceled my comic book line for the 39th time or why DC didn't do this, you know? Um, so I'm more like, well, there is a solution to it. There's enough of us here that we can have the stuff that we like maybe in a box or something like that. And we can promote folks and we can just really have a good time. Um, like celebrating all the things that make us, you know, black and nerdy, all, all that kind of good stuff. So I had the idea eventually for uh, Black Dirt Swag, which was before Black Panther, way before Black Panther dropped. And uh, been working on it since as one of my um, side projects, but I'm an entrepreneur. I own my own uh, SaaS marketing agency that I also run um, full time. And I use my marketing sales skills to bring us Black Nerd Swag to the point where you did an interview and now I'm here. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. All right. Black nerd swag. I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, we've often talked a lot about nerd culture. Uh, we've talked on um, our shows about specifically black nerd culture as well. And, you know, I've talked about this many times when I was coming up, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. The last thing you wanted to be called was a nerd. Like you, that was like fighting words. No one wanted to be called that or be associated with that. Uh, no women wanted you if you was a nerd. If you had that tag, it was just something you didn't want to be connected to. Now it seems like everyone claims it, right? Everyone claims it. it people who I don't feel like are nerds, they'll, they'll have nerd tendencies. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? They'll, they're like, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm a nerd too. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. So what to you is exactly, what is a nerd to you? What is a nerd to me? Um, well, in my opinion, because um, I think if you have a really deep interest in something, I think academics is usually, hey, you're a nerd. If you like, you're really good at academics. I was like, yeah, well, I actually am, was really good at, at most of the academics that I took place in, so um, usually nerds have always been more counterculture uh, to a very certain extent. So like whether it's you were really into board games and board games ain't hot, wasn't hot in the 90s, right? And so for you to like, hey, I like Dungeons and Dragons. Like if you mentioned in middle school that you like Dungeons and Dragons in, in, in the 90s or the early 2000s, yeah, you qualify. <laughs> you qualify for nerds. You probably yeah, like, I, I, I actually people. got beat up for that twice, so. Yeah, so I'm right here with you. Couple <laughs> <laughs> like, of qualifications. Did you like Dungeons and Dragons? Were you sitting, you know, were you going? Well, everybody was like, whatever the music. If everyone was into hip hop, and you're like, you know what? I don't really like rap music. Maybe I like more classical uh, music, and that's my that's my jam, or or whatever. Uh, people look at you strange, or if you were in chamber music, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, people look. You know, those are the things that were traditionally. Um, people really went, you know, hard on a, you're a nerd this, or you dressed a certain way. It's like someone who's usually not of the greatest uh, social influence is not someone you would necessarily follow in like in school. Like if you're nerds and then, you know, there's other terms, nerds and geeks and stuff like that. Um, but I also think that it depends on where you live. Like some people live in places where that terminology was used more loosely. Most people would just say you weren't cool you know, uh, for a lot of times. So I grew up in the South Bronx. So in terms of you rarely heard nerd, you just weren't cool. Or you were like, you know, you were a nerd because of a, of a particular, like you were good academically. But if you're coming from different areas, I think there's a little bit of um, 
difference of what people like to define. Like Steve Urkel, like you, you saw, like, does this person reflect more of what I see on TV of Steve Urkel, you know, um, versus, you know, what was cool at that time. So it's amazing that being a nerd or being able to claim it um, is now something that's cool and popular. Oh, I want to marry the nerd because the nerds are making money. I'm like, oh, the tech guys, you know, we see a lot of that, you know, guys that, um, you know, you wouldn't touch who smell weird. <laughs> People like women are clamoring over them. It's like, this guy stinks. <laughs> I was like, you know, so it's been interesting seeing all that kind of take place in the mm -hmm. Okay, so we have two ladies on this panel, right? We have Jen, who's a, she claims, well, she is a nerd. She's a bona fide nerd. Uh, and of course, Lauren as well. Um, so do women really like nerds? Like, I ain't talking about the guy that's made a million, millions of dollars in the tech business. I'm like talking about, dude? huh? A regular dude, like. Yeah. Do women really like nerds? I, I don't think so. But the question I would throw back to you is, why don't you think that that's true? Because I believe women like, like they, you know, they like the guy who chews glass. They like the guy who, you know, the uh, the rough and tumble guy, the uh, hide this, uh, hide my piece for me, kind of guy. <laughs> you know, oh, you talking about a thug type of dude? There's some people who, who like that. Um, not not just a thug, but like. You know, a rough and tumble type cat, you know, a guy who, you know, gets shit done. You know, it depends on what he's into. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm a nerd and uh, I've never had a problem, you know, in that department. I think that the women that I've dated always appreciated someone that was interested in something. That, you know? See, there, there you go, Ryan. That's exactly I was just going to say so much of this is about relatability. Because when you share commonality, when you have experiences that intersect, when you are able to share something that is unique and different, it makes you more attractive. So the answer is absolutely. Nerd guys are awesome because they have an inside to the, the, the same kind of thing that we were just talking about with counterculture, with, with something unique that only strikes a chord with somebody who is of similar... Uh, with similar interests. So I, I totally disagree. It's not all about chewing glass. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> he's not creepy, possessive, dark side of the internet. Uh, interesting. Uh, all right. And then she says, is he a brony or just heavily into comic books? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's valid. That's I think valid. We, can, we could agree that uh, bronies probably dry up most women. Uh, I'm, I think so I don't want to speak for one. But, um, but okay, so, so there's there's a difference I think between being nerdy and being uh into a, a kind of niche culture which doesn't really reflect the overall sense of of what I assume the connotation of the word nerd is right because there is there's the academic side there's the being into stuff that maybe most people aren't into but the the part of being nerdy i think that is most attractive at least to me is that 
it gives you something both to, like I said, have in common, but also it gives you a chance to sort of branch out into different areas that you've never been to, Th that kind of stuff. It's not about a specific niche culture and bronies are a specific niche culture. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just, I mean, that that's a little bit like saying, you know, would you date uh, a stamp collector and then there's this one guy whose house is made of stamps. So no, you probably don't want to date that guy. But would you date a stamp collector? Yeah, hey, that could be cool. Okay. I mean, there's levels. There's degrees. There, there is the guy who... If you're showing that you're crazy, well, then... I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a little unattractive. The guy who chews glass can be crazy, too. There's the guy that, okay, you might settle down with. But then there's the guy that you are passionate about are women really passionate about nerds though like the guy that you know the guy that you have the little dreams about at night he's never a nerd right well you don't know it depends on it depends on the actual uh the actual woman because if the woman is really socially awkward and she's a nerd or she identifies as a geek or whatever because that could veer between the two so it don't matter so i mean if she like if she's really heavily into Star Wars and she meets this one guy who's single, who's also into Star Wars, the fact that you know, she even cosplays, he cosplays, that might work. <laughs> it might look crazy to other people because like, why the fuck are you dress up like you're an Imperial soldier or some shit like that? But for those two, it works because they, you know, that's she dreams of the guy who can, who she can share this interest with, who won't think that she's completely nuts or, or weird. So she goes for that type of guy, and maybe she finds him and stuff like that. Because funny enough, in a in a Star Wars un in universe of uh, fandom, which should be very loud and proud, um, I've seen people hook up together and get married and have babies real quick when they find out that hey, I'm single, you're single, I like Chewbacca, <laughs> I like this, and like within a year, married. Next yep. next year, baby. It, it, it happens. In, <laughs> it happens in the Harry Potter fandom all the time. Oh my god. The, the, it, there are and see this is what I mean by uh, the niche uh, a niche culture right it's really easy I think to confuse the two it's easy to think that people who are into a specific thing and everybody else maybe isn't as into it that that kind of transfers to being nerdy but I tend to think of being nerdy as this overall quality of being interested in things that maybe most people aren't interested in and on some level it does mm -hmm. kind of feel a little bit academic but it has nothing to do with what you look like it really doesn't it's not about how you look it's absolutely about what is between your ears <laughs> we had a question from Stephanie wants to know, are furry geeks, nerds, or just freaks? Uh, I would say they're um, fetishists. So they, they oh, have... Guys who dress up in a room who dress up as furries in order to have sex? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like oh, a... that's a whole... Yeah, that's a fetish. Um, Kira says, I, I do have a crush on a few nerds. So I don't know. It depends on like... I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like, like... I remember we did this show about cosplayers, right? And we had like about seven women who were cosplayers on this panel. And I asked them straight up, uh, when you go to these conventions and stuff like that, um, you know, is do you ever meet guys or whatever? And uh, their answer was, oh, uh, no, no, uh, no. I just want to go and dress up 
right? And then I, so then I asked a bunch of guys that question, who were nerdy guys who go to that, and they were like, their whole thing was, oh man, that'd be great to meet somebody at it. So it seemed like there was a disconnect. It seemed like women wasn't really trying to pull from that. You know, I from, think that has to do with the culture of of, of cosplay in general, mm-hmm. because women who do cosplay, especially as certain characters, they tend to get assaulted and mm. accosted by uh, a lot of men at these at these different cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at these different you know conventions, and it's happened even after the convention, people have been followed. So I think women tend to take you know when a guy's interested, they're trying to they're weighing their safety and how this person is perceiving. So they're like. Because they attract, they're attracting everybody, especially if they're considered a very, you know, traditionally beautiful woman. And then now she's in this particular cosplay. She looks like this. These guys kind of have these fantasies that she's always available. So they're kind of trying, they have to put that extra protection of a filter. Like, okay, I'm here to do what I I like to do or love to do and compete or whatever. But at the same time, when I'm being approached by different men, I have to kind of see what's happening because sometimes i've seen cosplayers like the guy grabbed her ass while she was adjusting like her her front for a picture and shit <laughs> like so yeah you know i think it has to do with a little bit of safety because traditionally what's been happening um i think they just have to have an extra safety lens so when you ask them hey would you go, go there and find a boyfriend hell no because i keep getting grabbed or or guys trying to you know take advantage of me a little That's bit not, that wasn't the vibe i got the vibe <laughs> i got was more like those guys you know, like that's what the kind of vibe I got. They didn't mention nothing about no safety. Well, also about a physical attraction. Like, if you're an ugly man, you're an ugly man, whether you're a nerd, freak, geek, mass murderer, whatever, you're just ugly. So, when you're <laughs> ugly and socially <laughs> awkward, approach you and you. It's the way you carry yourself as well. So, if you carry yourself in a nerdy manner, it's not. I'm saying what I'm saying is. Is it really attractive to? Have you been to some conventions, dude? Comic Con is filled with uh, so many people. Hook up at Comic Con, it's not even funny. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's it's just it's a thing. It's it's not even it's not even a uh, questionable thing. (laughs) It's just a thing. Heard of geek dating? I don't know. They used to go to the cons. I know they go to a few, and they used to set people up. Okay, let me let me ask this question, Uh, because you are black nerd swag. Um, is there a difference in the black nerd community as far as um, the way that, let's say, black guys are seen who are nerds? I want to ask um, versus like how white guys who are nerds are seen. Let wow, me see. white guys are nerds. I've been looking at the white nerds, so the way they're seen, though. The way, well, it depends who decides to say, hey, I'm a nerd or I'm into whatever, because that's that's more of a relatively new phenomenon, so to speak, that people are actively saying, in, in particularly the black community, because you you always seeing kind of the black sheep of the family uh, quite a bit. So now people are kind of coming out a little bit more uh, that, hey, I'm really into this and that's my thing, but it, before it wasn't. So looking at, do that women see them differently? I mean, I'm in groups where women want to date that kind of guy, but there's always something extra to him that is just ain't attractive, whether it's coming from, oh, he has the position of, oh, well, if a woman doesn't do this, I'm not going to date her, or, you know, just guys who are not, in, in general, whether they're black or white, they're just not attract. they don't have attractive qualities to them personally because of the way they like to speak to people, like they, you know, and in the way they treat people, which is a, which is a big, which is a big deal. I mean, but there's a lot of thirsty black nerd ladies who are looking for their black nerd counterpart out there. I can tell you that. Really? So, 
There's a whole lot of them. You know what? Let's do this. There's a whole lot of them. If you can identify four of them, I would love to interview them. Because I never see those. Uh, <laughs> never, I've never seen those women. Oh, they're around because, there's a, listen, there's a whole bunch of black men that got a whole bunch of little babies. So it's not like procreation <laughs> is not happening. It's happening. Whether relationships stay together, I, the whole different I never thing. see that represented anywhere. So I'd love to see this because I I, I, I don't see that. You wow. know, you ain't in the right places because the women ain't talking to you. There's a whole lot of guys who kind of miss their shot because there's a there are women like, oh, wow. Like I've been in gr groups with ladies, women's groups where there is. um. <laughs> I'll oh. read the comment. <laughs> it took me out. I lost all with song for same stuff with sex, whatever. It took me out. Um, uh, yeah, but they, were, they were talking about these guys who had joined a group and they're like, oh, he looks good. Da, 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 da. He likes this. Oh, wow. Um, I really I have a crush on him. And like she was trying to get advice because she was trying to get the courage to actually kind of DM him and try to shoot her shot, you know, ask him out and stuff. Um, so there's a whole lot of that that goes on. Is usually the guy says something really dumb. It's like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> the kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Um, Donald Glover. She says Donald Glover said black women don't want him, so or didn't want him. Oh yeah, didn't want him. Well, I think Donald didn't go. I his, yeah, he was a definite. I believe his definition of really nerdy geek guy, but he came up in an interesting family as well. But um, oh no, people, <laughs> people who went no, that he said that he said some other other shit about black women. And there were people who went to school with him who were airing his ass out, mm. like who who were detailing all kinds of all kinds of um, all kinds of stuff. But like I said, it wasn't cool to be a black nerd, to be the geek or whatever in black in, in a black community. That just wasn't it. And he happened to come in that time where it wasn't popping. Right now, if he was that guy popping now, different story. And then let's be clear: if you see him when he was younger, he wasn't cute. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people have to grow into their cuteness with the help of a whole lot of plastic surgery and moisturizer and oh, something really? called deodorant. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Uh, all right, so oh, deodorant is an issue at con, so you know, uh, soap and water, brother. No, we, no, soap and water. no, we Kira's were good, Kira. We're good, Kira. Um, all right, so all right, so let's get to Black Nerd Swag. Um, yep. uh, we kind of went off a little bit. Uh, so how it, <laughs> it's your fault. You'll be asking these questions. I, 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 I want to get to the meat. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to find a hookup or not, but <laughs> I'm gonna get to the meat and bones of it, okay? So, to give me every book I know there's no women into nerd and all this shit. And I'm telling you, there are groups of women who are looking who would grab you, who would grab you if you present yourself. Most of the time, you guys fuck up in those damn groups. If girl be into you, oh goodness, you don't know shit. You don't know there's two girls who. Who they're just trying to get the courage to approach you, and then you say something really damn dumb <laughs> and ruin it. Because women, we're like, you know, we're very like, if you say what, it's like, we're very different creatures. You just like, you could throw us off with just the wrong word at the wrong moment. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, just as a side note, uh, if you can find me for these black women that you're talking about, uh, that were willing to come do the show, I would gladly interview them and get their thoughts on it. So that'll be uh, well. Like I said, there's a lot of uh, appropriate. There's a lot of babies being made even as we speak. So okay. there's a lot of appointments I being set. I want to see that. I, 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 I
I haven't seen that, but I don't I don't hang out in those circles, so maybe that's what it is. And you don't uh, hang out, you don't know. <laughs> so all right, so black nerd swag. Uh, what okay, so um how did how did you come up with the, the, the title? And also when you say black nerd swag, um kind of give us a uh an an idea of what you exactly mean by that. Okay, so the title. Um, I wanted to be very specific because um, I think, like, I'm proud to be black. I am black. I have no issue with admitting that. There's a lot of people who do. I think in uh, particularly African-American or uh, black culture in general, there is an issue about presenting yourself as being black and that this is one facet that you're okay, I'm going to identify as this thing and, and move on because people are scared of one blowback from other folks and all that other stuff. So I wanted to be very clear what this was actually about. This is about that. We love all kinds of other shit, but this is black nerds way. They understand that this is what it is and we'll you know defend it. So I wanted to make sure that was really clear because initially when I named it Black Nerd Swag and I started um emailing some folks about it, we, we got I got a lot of interesting hate mail from folks really? uh, from folks. Like what yeah, kind of things I got, they I got hate mail from other black folks about me calling it black nerd swag who were in their groups. Like what um, were they why they why they say what did they say they didn't like about it? Um they didn't like that I was using the word black and they felt exclusionary. I was like because they Look, there's a lot of black nerds that like be at one point. If you were a nerd in a in a, I guess a, re, a regular let's say, uh, black school, that you're not uncool. So therefore, you're trying to be white. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, if you grew up in lower income schools where you maybe your thing was you talk properly and whatever, you were considered being white. And so mm-hmm. a lot of nerds, um, men and women have this complex in their head by being educated, being really whatever, that you're somehow being too white. And like you lose your blackness and all that. So there's a whole lot of psychological stuff that goes on in there. So I think what, that, what happened with them is they were projecting that onto uh, Black Nerd Swag, a.k.a. Uh, me. And I'm like, I don't really give a damn if you like it or not. <laughs> you know, it's what it is, um, you know, because I'm not, I don't care about your projections of how you feel about yourself because of X, Y, Z happening to you. So if you are feeling a ways about the name and you happen to be black, then that has to be, that should tell you that maybe you need to look over how you think about yourself. Why does saying anything black is so triggering? You know, it doesn't mean it's going to be less good. It's going to be in ghetto. Like, what is why? Why is this giving you this connotation? And really think about that. And if you're white and you have an issue with me saying black nerd swag, then why would you, why does this bother you so much? You don't have to go to the Facebook page. You don't have to be on the email list. You don't have to buy anything we're selling if we're selling anything or promoting. Why does it bother you so much? Why does it, you have to say something nasty? That's what people really need to be thinking about and pausing about and considering. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I kept the name because I was like, you know, that's, you know, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be very specific, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's what I wanted. And I knew that it was gonna draw, make people think because they're black nerds who are like, you know what? I'm a nerd and it's okay that I'm a black nerd that that's not two opposite things. And for a long time, for a lot of us, it was two opposite things. You go home to be black with your family, you know, but you could be a nerd in this little space, maybe Comic-Con, because there are nerd, black nerds who were going to Comic-Con and hiding it from their families that they were going into those weird conventions and shit like that. So these two things are together. They're not necessarily separate and apart that you have to be ashamed of being a nerd 
on one side or ashamed to be black on the other side. I th I think that's pretty stupid. So I wanted to like, you know what? This is what it. This is what it is. You can be both. You are both, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Now, do you take anybody who claims that they're a nerd, or do you have to have some sort of uh, nerd credentials? <laughs> nerd credentials. I don't credential nobody. If I'm selling this T-shirt, I'm selling the T-shirt, baby. <laughs> like, because Marvel have to. Marvel when you go to buy. Anything Marvel. When you go buy that movie ticket and you're forty something years old going to going to see uh, the Black Widow movie, does do they ask you if you're a nerd or not? No, they just fucking take your money. Well, that's you show up, you don't show up. That's different. In some of these groups, they are very hardcore about people really fitting. I know fitting, and I ain't in them groups, so right. I don't give a shit. But you know, <laughs> like she's just saying, nerd. When you're when you're a nerd. When you're a geek, you're interested in the subject. When you're a nerd, you're a practitioner of the subject. Like you're, you're integrated. It's your everyday life. So, you know, nerd groups, because I'm a part of a few of them, are very specific on the topic. You know what I mean? So if you are a Star Wars fan, then you got to be a legit Star Wars fan. You can't be someone that just watched uh, the last uh, Star Wars and then come into the group and say you're a Star Wars fan. Well, that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? Like you're you're gone. Um, so like it mm -hmm. just there's nerds everywhere. You could be nerds about cars. You could be nerds about you know we're not we're like I think Kente, you and I and and uh, and Jen maybe we're live stream nerds, yeah. right? Like because we know a lot about it. We embrace ourselves in the culture. But if you know some Johnny come lately comes on and says I'm a live streamer, you know, and they don't know nothing about it, we might cut them up. But that's the the idea is that nerd, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like be like, hey, <laughs> but you know, yeah. the thing is, like, this is what it sounds like to me. It's like it's just nerds. Like, come as you are, you know. And people are not just going to volunteer and be like, hey, I'm a nerd. You know? Right, right, right. No, no, I, do that. I mean, because essentially it was, or it will be again, a, a subscription box. And I'm like, there's different facets. Like, what the hell do you put in a? box like that and there are different subscription box models and my hold on my background is marketing and sales that sort of thing so i'm like there's a whole lot of black folks who are nerds and they're really big into manga and there's others who are really big into anime and you got folks who are just marvel dc or indie whatever indie means at that point or this that and the other and i'm like you know what what happens if there was a box where i can have those things in there for those, for those, for those different folks. Like, if you are into anime, then I'm gonna try to find everybody who does the kind of anime that you want and have it in one box one month. And then the next month, we're gonna do a Marvel thing. And you know what? Because we're gonna grab all the black characters I can, or all the, all the different black creators who are in these spaces that people don't really know about, who are creating manga or are working on anime projects, and have it in a place where it's accessible. So for that month, you can really obsess over the thing that you really love. You know. So that was part of it too about what we were gonna have in the box, what that box was going to represent, and um, you know that that's part of it. Because if I want to stick to anime, I can jump into the anime and be in there all day long, you know, if that's what they wanted. But the fact that I'm like, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I would love 
that we can get our Lucasfilm partnership um, straightened out and shit, that we can have a whole box and dedicate it to every single black character, not many, that actually showed up in a damn Star Wars movie or somewhere in the franchise or celebrate the fact. I mean, a lot of people know that for the first time ever, and I think I'm correct in this, we actually have a black Star Wars writer um, who wrote a book. We also know that I think one of the women on the Star Wars story group is black, I believe. Um, I believe she's still on there. I know that recently we had someone who is Native American and African American or something like that who came out with a Star Wars book, like shit like that. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you're black, you would love to know that information. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, the first person to rock a purple uh, lightsaber was black. Yeah, and he's the one who gave the idea. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay, so um, on December 13th, you have an event Tell us about it. Oh yeah, so we are having a online pop summit. So that's what Kante had interviewed for. So basically, instead of having a con that you go to, because I know folks love going to cons and shit, I do not have the patience for putting that shit together. So I decided I'll stick on the online medium. So it is an event in which you can uh, purchase a ticket for $10 and you can go on and hear folks like Kante talk about what they do like groups that they manage. Cause I have actually, we're featuring some black nerd groups from Facebook. Cause you guys get no love. Uh, we have some, uh, we have a black uh, game designer, hip hop game designer on there. We have a black artist in Japan um, that has done a video for us specifically. He made a video for us as well as we did an interview with him and his hedgehog. Yes, he does have a hedgehog. <laughs> and it's a great place for folks to discover new people we have uh, two uh, black brothers, uh, actually they're friends, but I always call them the black brothers who created a comic book called Crackhead Corey and they are featured actually in there. So why the hell not <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and we have a, a, a few other people coming. I think we have a filmmaker that's gonna, if we get the schedule right, uh, jump in um, in it as well. We were actually were supposed to have one of the Star Wars writers do an interview, but apparently, um, uh, Memo got out to the wrong people at Lucasfilms and they told us no because the book they wrote is in relation to the movie that's coming and they didn't want no fuck ups. So <laughs> that's something I'll probably add on after it's safe because we got I got lectured about that shit by Star Wars lawyers. But anyway, um, that's happening. That will be released on December uh, the 13th. So if you want to know more about when that's coming, when tickets can go on sale, you go to our Facebook page, Black Nerd Swag, comment on our posts or send us a message and give us your email, your telephone number, because that's how we're selling and sending out the tickets uh, to that event. All right. All right. And uh, how explain how the online um, con works, because I've never heard that before. Yeah, and I haven't seen it before. So this is a great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, well, the space I come from having those types of online events is relatively common. Um, so I said, you know what, let me try to have that in kind of the pop culture, nerdy geek culture space and see, you know, what happens. Cause we're not going to do like a live con, right? I, I don't mind going to cons, being on panels occasionally, maybe, but I'm not planning one out. That's a hell of a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Right. Um, and I got to think that, you know, we're a bootstrapped, company like i finance that company uh i finance black Nets swag right and i have people I have to pay <laughs> you know so what 
was more what was more available, what was affordable ticket price wise. I'm like, $10 is not a lot. It's enough for us that we get enough people to do what we need to do uh, for us to keep doing it. Plus, it allows me the freedom of picking and asking the people that I want to ask. So I've asked folks who worked for Marvel or work for Marvel, uh, who work for Image, comic book writers. I've asked people who are doing films. I've asked people who are on TV shows. Um, I can ask who I want and then because it's an online event I can have them they can say whatever the hell they want versus oh shit I'm at the Marvel panel I can't say this thing or else some shit might happen and I might lose my contract right yeah. it could be it's a form in which they could be a lot freer than they um normally would be able to be free I think if everything works out we might have uh one of the actresses from um Black Lightning um do an interview for us as well so it allows more freedom for us to choose who we want and then they say yes or no. It allows for us to keep the ticket price within a, a certain range for people so it's not backbreaking. And two, it allows us to let our let the people who buy tickets to actually keep the recordings um, versus you go to a con, unless they're live streaming and some of the stuff is on YouTube, you don't get a chance to see everything. Mm. The way mm. this is structured is because you have access to every single interview or presentation that's being done, you can watch it whenever you want to watch it. Nice. So you can watch these two things and not worry about, oh shit, I'm gonna miss the guy who's talking about how he started his webcomic because I really want to do a webcomic. Um, so that's all together. And I, I considered that because I wanted people to have the full experience um, as well. Um, not only folks who just love to be in those mediums, but even folks who, there's a lot of creators who they go to cons to learn something. You know, They want to learn how do you do something or how do you learn about the business? Like I'm gonna have a section there where I'm gonna be talking about the business side of kind of entertainment in terms of how to monetize when you're bootstrapped. Um, like I get the feature of black groups on Facebook. Like that's, I haven't seen that at a con yet. <laughs> so I wanted to have that where, hey, this black group is there, they exist. You guys can go there cause you gotta search for them. You could probably find your artist there or whatever there, or this group exists and they talk about nothing but anime. And if you're looking for that, you can find some folks there. Like I wanted to do it that way because at a big con like New York Comic Con, you have to bid to try to get in there um, for a lot of the big cons. If you're just starting or new, you don't have really a chance to get your, your word out there or show people that you got something. Like, you know, if you have a Kickstarter and you're trying to, you know, beef up your Kickstarter or you have something that you've been working on for 25 years and it's all booked and no one knows about you you know, this is an opportunity for you to kind of present yourself and let people know that, hey, I exist. This is my thing. And if you want to check it out, you know, go here. Plus we have a lot of, we have a lot of fun. I like to make jokes. I like to bring the smoke. Um, oh, at this event, we're actually going to be talking about cryptocurrency and pop culture. Um, we have a panel already done, the, the black experts and influencers in crypto culture. I have the folks from Guapcoin uh, that's been in the news. Um, mm -hmm. Essence and everyone else, they did a they're on a panel too. So all the other stuff that hey, comics and crypto, what the hell? Like it's there. Wow. So I mean you so you definitely gonna get a lot of bang for your buck on the third. Yeah, but mug, yeah. I, I had to wrestle some people, and if it wasn't for that fucking email that went out, we would have had our damn star Star Wars author in there too. <laughs> Oh, wow. They were fast from cease and desist. Trust me. Wow. So it's a week from today. When? What time will it start? A week from today, um, tickets will start to go on sale. Like they'll have access to it. I would say 
but probably for 8 a.m. I'll start uh, releasing access to it. So they'll have um, access to it, passwords, all that, so they can go in and start consuming and hopefully enjoying um, what's going on in there. All right. So let me ask the people in the chat room, uh, does this sound like an event? If Press one in the chat if this sounds like an event you guys would like to attend. Put one in the chat. You know, should I put the Jeopardy music on or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kira. Oh, that's the wrong call. I Kira was first, so I will personally get her a ticket because uh, she was first. Um, so you will be able to uh, check out this event, um, Kira. So I'll buy the ticket and you know, and you can check it out. Good so, job, Kira. Kira, yes. Kira is our wiener. So there yes. you go. So I think there's a little delay too. So um probably so actually. So and we'll also put in the show notes how you can actually participate in this event. So uh another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and one of the reasons why Ryan is here is uh I what we want to talk about is something that me and you talked about in our interview and uh how wow. Adding black to the name of your uh, social media group or page or something may not always be the best thing. <laughs> yeah, and I want you to kind of talk about that, and then we'll it'll lead to a broader conversation. Okay, so this has to do. I'll bring in some context. Um, so I've been marketing. I've been a digital, I guess, a digital direct marketer in sales for over. 10 years, like 12 years now, okay? And Facebook is one of the platforms when they first released ads that I've been in quite heavily. So I understand a lot about how it works, it's ad platforms and all the changes that happen. And with folks with, if you were in a black group that has black something or that is affiliated heavily uh, with that kind of stuff, you will notice, especially that sometimes your group does not pop up or you do not get notifications. now. Generally, people say, well, yeah, in other groups, yes. But what's been happening is Facebook has been uh, taking down a lot of the black groups, um, whether it's political or non-political. Um, the algorithm has been just groups have been disappearing. And what you will what people have suspected, but I have confirmed is that if you are in these groups and you type certain things inside of them or certain things are present, um, the Facebook I will say algorithm um, does everything possible to make sure your stuff looks like it doesn't exist. So I was a little bit, I am very concerned um, for a lot of the black groups that are around, whether they're into uh, cosplay or anime or uh, those folks who have professional groups on there where it's all black filmmakers and sci-fi. Um, I'm concerned that maybe one day people will log in and not see their group present anymore or um, when they have a, when they are attempting to have events or show support, um, they won't be able to actually do it and their group and everything else inside the group will disappear. And when they attempt to appeal Facebook to get a, a reason why, when Facebook decides to respond, they're gonna give you a very canned, well, your group violated this BS thing response. So what I was saying, if your group disappears, how are you gonna communicate with everybody who was in that group, especially if you have a very large group? 
if you don't have anybody's contact information, if you don't have your email, you don't have their um, numbers, and you had a large group, and let's say you were having a charity event, you know, or somebody had a had a podcast, and they're trying to, uh, I I tell you what happened in one group. Uh, one group I think has has over four thousand members. Um, she was trying to get on the panel for C, for you know for CS um, um, Southwest South by Southwest, and she needed the group to vote uh, in order to have hers possibly you know approved. Um, but no matter she posted a few times had it pinned and the folks in her group are relatively active but at that point we weren't even seeing anything from the group we couldn't at one point i couldn't find the group and it wasn't until like weeks later that the group all of a sudden kind of appeared after a post happened and she was saying hey guys why didn't you guys support me you know we <laughs> you know and she got upset and you know a lot of people felt bad because they were going to support her but it's like the damn group disappeared like nothing it was gone so that happen. That's happening more often than not, and I have a concern because a lot of our folks are not marketers and they're not into okay. This is what you got to do to market your group and do all that stuff because they don't have that knowledge. Um, they could be in real danger of that happening. And for some groups, you guys have been around for seven years, ten years, and such, and it'd be a waste to have a lot of those good connections. A lot of those groups kind of disappear, and no one be able to communicate. Like there's artwork in certain groups of people doing projects or. Or like people got married and they're sharing and like all kinds of really positive stuff that's happening in these groups and it's like no one is seeing it or it's kind of disappearing. So I think we were talking about kind of insulating <clears throat> yourself from that kind of stuff that's been occurring lately. You know, can I, oh, can I interject something real quick? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just wanted to say that I think that that it's uh, it, it's a really smart idea right now if you are in any kind of group that aggregates content on Facebook to start thinking about taking it off Facebook. And I don't mean this in a way that is completely pulls Facebook out of the loop because let's face it, it's daily behavior for people. So that's fine. But <clears throat> I think if you wanna keep people connected, the only way to ensure that this data is going to stay with you and that you're gonna be able to collect people uh, as a group <clears throat> is to basically pull it off of Facebook because Facebook will never allow you to pull their content, their data, their uh, user member sets out of the system. <clears throat> that, that would defeat the purpose of Facebook. But there's a bunch of really simple ways to pull off of pull people off of Facebook, get them onto, you know, a hard coded site, real simple. And that way you always have that. And I have to say, you know, one of the things that I am most concerned about is that in groups, when people are sharing things that they haven't shared to their own personal lines, to other information uh, spots, that if those groups come down, all the associated content comes down with it. So anything that you've saved in an attachment, anything that you've saved in the file section, all that stuff disappears as well. And it's, I mean, it's big. It's not a small amount of data. It's a really big piece. Yeah. So I just got to give you total props for that is one thing that is it really actually worries me because we have so much interconnectivity and we have no way to archive that at all. Um, maybe uh, Ryan or L Lauren can speak to what's the actual, what's a shadow ban? Well, a, sha a shadow ban is, um, oh, sorry, I don't, uh, if I just jumped in. No, go ahead. But yeah, a shadow ban is when, um, when Facebook decides to, or, I guess any social media decides to limit your reach 
because, you know, when you use certain keywords and you use certain hashtags, um, you know, it gives you a certain amount of reach. When they feel that you're gaming the system or if your post is deemed to be something that does not go along with their community guidelines, then they will limit the, the reach. Because the problem is, is that A, you know, they want to advertise. And if you're using it to gain advertisement, they don't like that. Um, you know, it has to, the post itself has to be something that can engage the community. And the post also cannot be offensive to other members of the community. So yeah, you'll be shadow banned. I've been shadow banned a few times. Um, you know, fa Facebook hasn't limit like I, you know, I've kept my content the same, but sometimes there's certain things, certain keywords that just trigger an um, uh, AI technology that they use to to run Facebook, and you know they'll just limit that reach, and in hopes that you get the message, you know, not to you know post the same stuff. The other thing too is that people are copying other people's content, recirculating memes. Oh yeah, they're, that's a good they're, one. They're trying to get in the the in the motion now on, you know, having new content, you know, original content on each person's and they just rolled uh Instagram just rolled out a uh uh a new like an update to their algorithm. Um, you know, if they now people have the option to have a business account or a creator's account in hopes that people start creating and, you know, uploading to their IGTV and, and whatnot, because, hey, they want to replace YouTube and whatnot. But again, if they're going to be replacing these uh, like something like YouTube, you know, they have to be compliant and they have to be it has to be friendly and it, it can't be racist or you know, a lot of people now being tagged, like a lot of Instagram influencers are being tagged because they're showing the booty and then they get their, 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 you know, they limit the reach and you could be in a thong or whatever, or just showing your boobs like this women that are doing that. Or like, for example, Jason, Geru or is it Jason Gerulo or Derulo? He yeah. was, they took down his photo because he was, you know, you know, he was pretty much in underwear and, showing his long through the underwear and you know facebook took that that photo down so thank god they took that down because nobody wants to see that <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you know that's, that's they're trying to make it in, like you know all inclusive because i think that you know especially um the the u.s government a lot of them are hammering down on you know when it comes mm -hmm. to Right, they're getting start to hammer down on these bigger social media networks. So, yeah, shadow banning can hurt you, especially you know when you're shadow banned. Do they tell you you've been shadow banned? You know. Oh, they'll tell you shit. You'll find out if you want it. You're gonna know. You're gonna yeah. know, baby. Yeah, what happened? You won't know. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, very good at showing you that. <laughs> yeah, because you have, like, for example, I just got shadow banned, so I know on one of my accounts. So. Like I get like hundreds of thousands of impressions on one video and then all of a sudden it's like 900. So you know that they're not, that you're not coming up for any of the hashtags that you're, you're, you're showing up for. So yeah, they tend to do that to you and you can't build a business model on that. So you have to keep your stuff PG and you have to keep on, like I encourage people, read, 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 read the terms and conditions, read the community guidelines. You know, don't think that you just because little Duval shared someone getting his ass whooped, um, 
you know, that you recircle that video, that you're not going to be flagged because people's accounts get flagged for, for violence. Now you have to be careful, man. Yeah. I got to start reading now. Don't write something stupid. Like <laughs> you can't write. No, dude. Uh, I think we lost her for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. I thought they'd shadow banned you. Uh, you good? <laughs> no, where were you? Yeah, you're good now. Now, what were you going to say? Can she hear us? Yeah, Lauren, can you hear us? Uh, oh, I can hear you now. Yeah, for a second, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, you, you started to say. <clears throat> Y'all good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Just waiting on you. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something? Um... I was reading the comment. I think Stephanie made something like when Copa's coming. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's where it's when it started getting a little funny. Um, but yeah. Copa, that's something to talk about. Well, let's talk about <laughs> Copa Cabana. The floor is yours. <laughs> yeah. The floor is yours. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the YouTubers, folks, I mean, we're talking about Facebook. that um, operate on YouTube as well as on Facebook a bit. And a lot of people are, are losing their crap because of uh, YouTube's new. Oh, we spinning while we spinning. All right, you're good now. Yeah. You're good now. Oh, Seems okay, like we good now? Yes. Yeah, you're good. You gotta love live right. Okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Live right. Yeah, now you're saying you're good. Go ahead. Talk. I'm good. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was good. Okay, cool. I'm making sure because sometimes I was good and then like Ryan would like like disappear, start spinning. What the hell's going on? Why is he spinning? You met, see, because you mentioned Facebook and we stream it on Facebook. I know, like, right. yeah, Facebook like, cool <laughs> strings and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, can I say something on Kappa? Just yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Kappa is. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Um, Kappa is. It's a law that was passed in the U U.S. Senate, I believe, that um, pretty much is in protection of children. So if you're 13 years old or younger. Um, they don't want because what's happening is that children are being targeted, you know, sex trafficking and, and whatnot. They're being targeted through these YouTube channels and their data is being put there and their information is being put there, um, you know, when they when they're when they're talking to people and stuff. So, you know, what what COPPA is pretty much saying is that you got to label. You have to label your videos as for kids or not for kids. If it's not for kids, it doesn't get shown. If it's for kids, then people, um, then kids cannot comment. And, um, you know, and it's uh, like they remove the comments and there's some other uh, descriptions. If you do not properly label your videos, then the, uh, the FTC will come in and scrape all the videos and pretty much fine you like thousands of dollars 
for not doing that because again, it's in protection of children and that's why COPPA is being passed. But again, it's hurting a lot of people because you know there's a lot of content that's out there for kids that people have created for kids and now it's being flagged that it's not for kids. And you know, it's just the ag algorithms that may get it wrong or right. And, and if you're not in, in total compliance, um, YouTube will, um, because they don't want to be fined. Right. And the thing is, is that COPPA again, is, yeah, again. again, yeah, because COPPA is now it's, uh, it's, it's indirect relation to the content creator. So if you do not comply, you are getting fined, not YouTube. Right. So YouTube is doing their best in trying to flag each video, but they're also um, deleting content. You know, they're deleting content and they're going to be deleting accounts. And you may not, you may have worked all your years to build up a YouTube account and then to find out that it's no longer in existence because you're not following the COPPA law. So yeah, it's getting serious out in these streets. See, and that, that, that's exactly what I was talking about when I was saying that you almost have to have some kind of backup system yourself, whether it's, and I mean, you know, for the cost of a website, no, I mean, I'm a designer, so I like kind of get into this stuff, but for the cost of a website, you could literally save yourself, you know, five years of your own creation going down. And I know so many people who do not archive their information. They make final copies, they upload it, and then they don't keep actual copies. And the, because they think that it's safe online, it just isn't. It, it absolutely isn't. So it, this stuff is really important. Right. And like, I have to add too, is that I was just talking on, it was yesterday talking to Kente that I bought my own, you know, like I bought rights to upload my, like to a CDN, pretty much like a, a like a, a server space to upload my videos and my photos. And now I can monetize all my videos and photos. I can pretty much create my own YouTube and stream my own content because I've been in YouTube. Um, I've been with YouTube since 2009. I've accumulated more than 4.1 million views and they just demonetized my stuff last year for no reason. And I had to delete all my videos and then I re-uploaded new videos that did get some hits and stuff like that. And then they decided, you know, they said you need 4,000 hours when I already worked so hard to get the partnership in 2009. And then they keep on changing the rules. And now, I, you know, now I'm back to not being monetized and it took me a whole year and I lost my 4,000 hours of watch time. So I got fed up and I just pretty much bought my own service space so I could put out my own videos because you know what? I'll probably get more reach because of my SEO skills and stuff like that. And the other thing too that I'm announcing today is that Hustle Zone TV, which is my my company, we bought our own social media network. So social.hustlezone.com. And that is like, you know, just to take it off. Because the other thing that happened to me was that I was um, planning to create a device that would be in your home that you could call community and talk to people. I was working on that project last year. I had created the name, created the prototypes in about May. In August, Facebook announced Portal. And Portal, you've probably seen the commercials for it. Portal is what I named my system. Oh, no and, way. Yes. And 
um, my CTO, who's, you know, he is uh, in 60 years old and he's been in the game for a long time, warned us about Facebook and warned us about our privacy, but we still use WhatsApp. And this is right around the time that the guy from WhatsApp stepped down. So we were already in knowing that, you know what, because of all these privacy issues that maybe we need to wean off of Facebook and it was too late. They came out with Portal out of nowhere. And I came up with that systematically, came up with the name, came up with the device. I had the pictures. I had time stamped, all that stuff. And the idea is completely theirs. And people are like, oh, that, how do you know? It's not serendipity. Like, it's not just that two people came up with the same idea. Portal was very specific. I had a very specific, specific reason why I named it that. But I can't go after them and name it. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, actually not what you're what I'm saying, but Jen has said it, it's like you have to have a backup plan because if you're uploading, once you upload your data to a centralized system like Facebook or YouTube, you no longer own your content. That's right. And, you know, and then they yeah. sell that content. They're making money off of it. And that's your hard work. Any photo, any picture. So yeah, we, I think the next shift is to, yeah, we, I, the next shift, oh, I hear my, is my Kermit the Vrog voice. Oh, I hear my yeah, and and and, yeah. and that doesn't mean uh, by any means, you know, as we as we're talking about uh, about nerd culture, right? This this is audiences will flock to where content is. So right. there is absolutely zero reason that you cannot set up your own network and have people basically grab an audience for yourself. And it also doesn't mean that you have to abandon social media completely. What it means is that you have to strategically use social media as a method by which to drive traffic to your own content system. Exactly. And that's what really works. It, it, you know, use Facebook. They've got the audience, keep them in the loop, but you've got to build your own content elsewhere because otherwise it's just like throwing money in the trash. Mm. Yeah, which is like, I mean, I'm on the online space and stuff like that. So we always get hit with that because, like, internet marketing and all that other stuff, we get hit with that all the time. And we, you know, we've been saying, like, yo, keep your whatever you do on Facebook, make sure you have that everything backed up. Make sure whatever you have a content that's exclusive. Like, we have our own website for what we do stuff and the content that's going to be ours that's going to be exclusive to the website and some other stuff that we have coming down on the pipeline as well as being able to communicate with people. Like we're big on collecting people's email addresses and text messaging so that we can message in case something happens because Facebook takes our page down tomorrow. Uh, well, I got it. I got an email list. I got emails that I've collected. I've had those things installed because I know this stuff happens all the time. Right. Um, and it's just like, I laugh about a lot of stuff because I warn these folks. I warn a lot of creators like, hey, listen, I love what you're doing on YouTube, but you really need to build a list. You need to literally have your videos backed up somewhere because at any point in time, they can take it down for whatever reason or so. And, you know, you really need to have this done because last thing you want to do is wake up tomorrow morning and find out that all your hard work for the last five, six years is gone, mm -hmm. you know, because um, yeah, that has happened to folks, you know. And, and I, if I can just interject one thing, I think the worst thing, honestly, is that if you build a community and then that community's work goes down because it's been archived on a platform that you have no control over, the thing is you lose community faith. So the moment that you lose community faith, then you've lost your audience. Like you have to keep people engaged in a way right. that says, hey, you know what? Your content is safe with me. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And that's, a, that's an important thing to do. So, like, folks out there who are listening to us, who maybe you do have a Facebook group, please, you know, for, for your sake, I mean, because anybody is susceptible to this. Uh, I mean, we got into this topic because we had that, con- me and Kente had that conversation about, you know, when you have the words black in a group, um, it, it sure, there have been groups that have disappeared that are gone. <laughs> I've talked to people like, hey, where's your group? And it's like, they have no damn clue. Like Facebook ain't going to give them an explanation, no, no nothing. And they lost all that content. And there's some really good stuff in there, like yeah. list of people's, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it's just gone. And there's like, there's no way to recover. Because like, who the hell is keeping track of having a data list of, you know, uh, 8,000 people in the group? No one, <laughs> you know, no one had it. So that's always been our thing about collect. Like I'm more interested in those who want to participate in Black Nurse Swag or follow us. And I'm more interested, to be honest with you, having your email address and having your cell phone number or even your address so I can send you stuff right. so that I can communicate with you. I can put blasts out, hey, this is what's happening. Because like, let, let's say um, Kente has a film coming out or something, right? And let's say Facebook, don't like me this week or whatever the hell's going on. They're not going to see the post, but I know that, oh, I can email people and I can do a text message like, hey, listen, this is what's going on. This really dope thing's coming and I can still send them the information so they can come still support. You know, that's what I'm always thinking because I've seen it happen. I work in that industry where I always have to be, if that happens, this is plan A, this is plan B, and this is plan C. And unfortunately for a lot of folks, you know, you're not thinking that, Oh, I got to worry about this. But for those of you who are really making your money, like on YouTube and stuff, and to be and to add some to Copa uh, or question, um, Copa's been around. Was in, was enacted by Condrick in 1998. It was in started to be enforced in the year 2000. So it's been with us for uh, over 19 years, and we were all susceptible. That's why I kind of laugh that people are kind of you know going this far with it. Um, because it's you are always susceptible to it, which is why I always emphasize. I'm like, look, if you're if you have kids' content, you have to be careful because I knew what was going on on YouTube. Anybody with half a brain who was a parent concerned knew what was going on with YouTube. Why? Because I do advertising, and one of my advertising platforms is YouTube. There was a reason why you know Disney was making all that damn money. It was a reason why these companies were making money because they knew that. These people logging in and watching were 13 years old. They knew where their IP addresses were, so therefore they can identify where they live. They can identify the incomes of the family. Uh, the children are a backdoor to find out other information for advertisers, and we had access to all of that. That's why a lot of people were selling as much toys and crap that they were selling. Now you also have some very nasty people who were in there grooming and looking for kids. And we all seen the kids who found somebody on Twitter or, or, or meet, went, decided to meet somebody on YouTube and they wind up disappearing and some horrible things have happened to them. I mean, I remember the big Twitter, like people forget about how many people were going on Craigslist, kids are going on Craigslist and being picked up by folks, you know, finding people on Craigslist or finding people on Twitter. And the FBI actually has a door into Twitter because when there was a lot of kids disappearing, they were going on Twitter and they were finding, they were following book authors. And so you had these nasty adults from these sex rings following book authors of, of young adult fiction and they would pretend they were kids and interacting with them on accounts and try to pinpoint where the kids were so they can have their network kind of find them and pick them up. That's a, those are real life cases and investigations that was going on with the FBI and the NYPD a few years ago. So it, this stuff, you know, it's, I think people were like joking, oh, it's about the kids. I said, yeah, there's a lot of kids that disappear every day because of the, you know, comes, you know, the behavior of adults and 
the behavior of some of these companies. So, you know, um, it is what it is for those of you who have a lot of content on there and that's how you're making your money. Um, do what you can do in the next, what, couple of weeks before the new year and they start banging you out, um, get you a website. Um, if you were making money on there, you should be able to afford someone to kind of help you as much as possible. But that's what it is. There's no sense crying about the shit. You just got to adjust. Like my whole life in, in marketing advertising, as Ryan knows for himself too, is, is about adjusting to every little goddamn thing. So if you're going to be a creator online and make this thing work, you got to adjust. My freaking company is called Black Nurse Swag. I got to adjust all the time. <laughs> so just, you know, you can be pissed off at it, but you just got to adjust, baby. That's yeah. the way to, that's the way the world. And I have content that's specifically for the black community. And, um, you know, I just, it's not, a, it's not necessarily apparent, but, you know, I think that when we like, that's the one thing about censorship is that, and I often say this is like when people are saying, um, you know, they don't want white groups to like white nationalists to, to have groups on Facebook, then that applies to everybody. So, you know, in actuality, it's everybody, like, yeah, you know, so we have to be careful on the censorship lines. Like, you know, it, it's very sensitive. It's just it's like, you know, he can't say this, but yeah. I am allowed to say this. And they're like, no, you guys both can't say it and let us move on from this. And, and we have to be very careful. And then even the content itself, like the content needs to be original because we are in the wild, wild west. But, you know, the thing about Internet is that it's data. It's sitting on a server and the data can be scraped. So when someone wants to re recoup on damages of you using their material, you using their stuff, or you saying racist stuff, or whatever it is, or if, even if it's deemed to be racist, if anyone wants to build a case against you, that data is open and out there and ready for, for you know, the person with the with the wrong intentions to come after you. So you have to be very careful. Um, how you present yourself and how you position yourself and it's all about positioning and it's f thinking in the future and then planning backwards to know well, you know what this is probably going to be stuff that's probably going to get me in trouble or this is probably stuff like using word black is not a problem because i think at the same time even the word black in itself we need to just remind people that it's uh, not only our skin color, it's not our skin color because I mean, I'm like cinnamon brown, but it's a culture. And we remind people that, you know, there is a collective experience that is only, you know, that is tied to the black community. And we should be proud of being able to represent that in our stuff. And people have said, well, you're, you're segregating. No, we're segmenting because this is an underserved market that you know there's a lot of black initiatives happening right now because it's just yeah. an underserved market because black people we're not a monolith but we do have shared experience like the comb like the like the hot comb you know and the way it sizzles and yeah. you know how it, it's done no <laughs> exactly yeah what it smells like right and the grease and all that stuff it's like we we as black people only know that the rest of the people don't so, yeah, we can say we're black, but we have to put that narrative and we have to put that in the messaging, what this represents. And for groups, it's up to the moderators to make sure that you're enforcing rules because one bad apple, two bad apples in your group can get your whole group shut down. So you have to be at really good at 
you know, identifying those, like, you know, making sure that people are not saying hate messages like F white people and F this and F that, because you will be targeted. You will be removed. You know, as an, um, as an Asian man, I sympathize with you black people. I'm going to give a little money to uh, the NAACP and you guys. Oh, 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 also, if I could be so bold as to say that this conversation so far, I mean, all the way up until what we've just been talking about, has been the most nerdy that I think you can possibly get into. So <laughs> kudos to us for maintaining the line. You know, we, we try, we try. I think Lauren's uh, nerdiness is uh, rubbing off on me as well. Jen just, you know. Jen's always rubbing off her nerdiness. So, <laughs> in, in, in a few, I'm going to be watching, uh, rewatching uh, Lord of the Rings. So, uh, you can't get no nerdy there than that. <clears throat> I, 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 listen, listen, I, I'm so excited, Kente. I can't even tell you. I, I'm, I'm, be, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's not even funny how excited I am to just hear you say that. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I yeah, <laughs> you got to be careful too, especially when it comes to the, some of those, uh, properties uh but um oh, no yeah they will come oh oh my god the fan base is <laughs> ridiculous uh will you be in cosplay kente you know it's funny um uh I, I mean what i mean okay if i dress up like freddy krueger am i cosplaying does that count is it, is it october 31st uh no, we'll, we'll say and no. yes. You're cosplaying. That counts. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, because that's how you can be nerdier. Oh, hilarious. Um, so as long as it's not October 31st, if I dress up as any character, that's cosplaying. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. I think there's some exceptions to the rule, you know. But I want to. I want to be um, Wayne Brady. <laughs> Wayne Brady. Yeah, hilarious. I um um I remember I, I I did dress up as Michael Myers once and I I got like the legit mask and most of the night at this event I had the mask like I was holding it because that thing is you can't breathe in that thing. <laughs> you know, you just can't breathe in that thing. You understand why he's so upset because that mask is like uh, it, you know, my face was melting. It was ridiculous. So, uh, oh, so you dressed up as William Shatner? I mean, yeah. okay. <laughs> I look. I I dressed up as a janitor holding a Michael My Myers mask. That's what. It looked like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because most of the night, most of the night, that's what I was doing. Was I had his head like this basically through the whole night. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then other people were like, "Oh well, can I put it on?" Like, feel free. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, actual cosplaying is like an anime character. Uh, I wouldn't even know who the cosplay is. It's funny. I didn't think I watched anime at all. And then until one of my co-hosts, he'd have been a good person to have on the show. Um, uh, and I said, I didn't really watch anime, you know? And then uh, I, there was a show called Robotech that I watched as a kid. And he was like, no, that's anime. That counts as anime. So I guess I did watch anime. So I don't know if you guys remember Robotech. Coming up, I know Ryan's pretty young, so he doesn't know about that. Yeah. So, but 
No, I didn't watch like cosplay. Did you do Inuyasha? No Inuyasha. No. I grew up playing <laughs> watching sports. Don't shame me. Like I what I like sports and girls. You know, there's a, hey, that. there's a lot of sports in Inuyasha. Do you know how much sword fighting they do? I mean, that is legit a sport. So mm-hmm. like, you know, uh that's all I knew. Like this is all new still to me, this kind of stuff. But it's pretty cool though. You know, it's like I I definitely acting too cool for school right now. You, be, I, I, you just name it stuff. You like mm, yeah. Nah. You, you probably watch Sailor Moon. You know what? <laughs> you know what though? Like 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 I said, I didn't know any of this stuff. Uh, she says she's never seen Lord of the Rings, and Stephanie calls herself a nerd too. So she's never seen um, Lord of the Rings. So uh, I definitely did see the nerd the nerd of the ring, Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I I saw the, the Lord of the Rings. The second and third one in the theater, I saw the first one on tape or whatever it was when it came out. So I'm embarrassed to say how many times I've seen those movies. I won't even get into it. Uh, so, but even with the Warriors, what I like more. I like now we're going to get into this. My bag on this, see the Hobbit and that whole thing. Like mm-hmm. watching that in a living room on like a 40 or no, on a 50 inch plus TV. Oh, that shit's an experience. It is. Oh, did the surround sound. Okay, it's beautiful. Our earlier, our earlier conversation, just to kind of br- bring things back together before we say goodbye, um, we talked about, you know, and and I'm, I'm going back to this uh, about do women really like nerds, right? So you are an expert. Mm-hmm. You are a bona fide expert, Lauren. You know, once you start a group called Black Nerd. Here we go. Once you start a group called Black Nerd Swag, that means that you now anointed yourself as a nerd expert. So when I started a company called Black Nerd Swag, now I'm an expert in all things black and nerdy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or geeky or whatever the fuck you want to call it. All of that. Um, all of that. Oh boy. You looking for a hookup? Is this what this you trying to do? Huh? Let me say it again. Are you looking for a hookup? Is this what this is about? No, I'm trying to help. <laughs> no, I'm trying to help brothers out. Okay, so, like you know, um, there's a lot of brothers I've soap and water, huh? Smelling good. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed you. What'd you soap say? and water. If you have long nails, clip them. <laughs> I said soap and water, and if you have very long nails, clip them because women look at that and they're thinking about the things she would like you to do. <sighs> so cleanliness and smelling good. Okay. Listen, I've been to many conventions and like, oof, smell some dudes. I'm like, nah, baby. Okay. So hygiene. Okay. Uh, what else? What yeah, hygiene. Diversity. D- d- diversity. Diversity in in conversation. Right. That's this goes back to that whole niche thing, right? If you can mm-hmm. only speak about Star Wars and that's all you can speak about, oh, uh, that's probably not going to work out for most women that I know. Yeah. It's it sounds like it's a conversation starter, right? But then you don't want to keep on because it's like, hey, I'm in marketing too. Oh, but if you're talking about marketing all night, like I've 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 cheesed some women off for just getting on the car. Like they like women will, will approach me because of my herbs. And like because I like herbs and I'm into like you know healthy eating and vegan, they'll be like, Can you send me some recipes? I'll be like, yeah, this is recipes. And then I get on the phone and we start talking. And then I'm like, yeah, so then you want to take the sea moss and then, you know, and make sure when you take it to sea moss that you mix it in with some bladder wax. And then (laughs) 
the ions connect and they bond. Did you look at the periodic table? I do that all the time. And I don't. <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I, Ryan, I, Ryan, I can't imagine why that doesn't work. I just, go to yeah, so I, I have to be like, so tell me about yourself. And like, you know, so yeah, you, you can. Oh yeah, like don't don't always like hog her ear. I, I will I will say that like there was what was I I was at a New York Comic Con and they were having a thing and a guy there was a the girl who I knew really liked him. Um, I knew it was so she finally she got they finally got into a conversation. Um, she really really liked him, and he was in <laughs> like he could have just it would have been so damn simple, and bro they got into a conversation about what was it. Was it the freaking Walking Dead? It might have been the Walking Dead. It was mm. some TV show. And she's into it. She watches it, but he kept going on and 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 on. This conversation is going on two hours now. He could he could not fucking stop talking about the Walking Dead. And she she was just getting tired. Like he just like wore her out. She was like, okay. All right, let's do this. Are you okay with a little role play, Lauren? A little role play. All right, what kind yeah. of role play are we doing? Pause, because you know there's some pause, different kind pause. of role play out there. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> I mean, like role play. We're, okay, so we're gonna help the young man who goes to the Comic Con. You know, we need we need another episode where we get some guys on here and then we just go and we just start helping them. Oh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. This is the first part. So, okay, so Ryan is a guy who's at a Comic Con and he sees Jen. And he wants to spit some game. So, okay. So, so help Ryan out with his approach first. We'll start with the approach. Start with the approach. Right. You're well, going to take her advice and use it on Jen. And we'll see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Well, it depends on where he sees her at the Comic-Con. If he's going to approach her. Mm -hmm. um, usually... You gotta, y'all gotta help Ryan. Jesus. <laughs> um, it it depends on where you see it. I find that at, especially when you're talking about uh, nerds or vote geeks or whatever, tend to some of them tend to be very um, introverted. So, but at Comic Con, people tend to be a little bit more open and and a little bit more polite. So he has a really good chance because uh, in this setting. So the odds are in his favor, most likely. And it said, if he could play himself right, that's right. Put the damn glasses on. <laughs> now, outside of that Comic Con tomorrow, yeah. no. But today, yeah, he, 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 got a, he had a really good chance. What's a, what's so, a good opening line that he should use with Jen? Well, it depends on where he sees it. Like, one thing is, Let's say gonna, this is the, we'll say this is the, uh, the, the Witcher. <laughs> the, um, I got an opening line. What? I got to hear this like, one. What's up, girl? You like Naruto? Do you like uh, ramen noodles? I, you know, I, I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, if, if if you're heading into The Witcher, right, and you're gonna sit down and listen to a panel, last thing that you should do is walk up to a girl and go, "Hey, have you ever heard of five centimeters per second? Because nobody's going into The Witcher. I mean, I shouldn't even say it that way. That's terrible. But honestly, you know, context matters. <laughs> Okay, that's a witcher thing. Y'all uh, probably don't even know what five centimeters per second is, and I'm sorry. It must be <laughs> it's an anime <laughs> reference. Oh, oh okay. See. Okay. It's a famous anime. I mean, it's super famous. Like, if you're in a line, like, let's say a scenario where I've gotten into conversation with people online. So, 
if you're in the line trying to get into a panel, let's say the panel is The Witcher. So The Witcher, of course, is a TV show or that mm -hmm. might be on Netflix now or not. I forgot. Right. Um, but also uh, the video game. And a lot of people are in it and some books. So, so a lot of people are familiar with The Witcher through the video game. So mm -hmm. you, like, yeah, if you're trying to talk to her in a, in a Witcher panel uh, for Netflix or something, you might introduce, like, hi, are you, uh, you know, you might want to start out, hey, um, you know, talking about, hey, and you, was it the Netflix show? You might want to start talking about the actual panel that was, you know, like the video game. Maybe you were like, hey, how did you get into The Witcher? Was it the video game? Was it a book you read? Or did you just, or, or, or you waiting to watch the, you know, Netflix TV? Or maybe you're just a fan of, of whatever the guy's name is, Henry uh, Chevelle, whatever his name is. Um, and like, and started engaging her in that type of conversation and shutting up and fucking listening. Like you dip your toe in the pond and then just kind of let it marinate there. No, you these are, these are conversation starters, right? Like the, mm -hmm. they, they are fact finding questions. You're just like, you know, we're not fact finding. You're just having general conversation. That's small talk. Yeah. You, small talk. you gotta get it psychologically. You gotta talk about other things. You gotta make her laugh. You got to do all kinds of stuff, but you have to take it away from the conversation starts because men are, we're lifestyle creatures. Like even when you look at a, 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 a clothing department, women got clothes everywhere and they know where to shop. They're like, they go into the store and they're just like pulling off the racks. Men, we need, we need like, if we're looking for golfing clothes, golfing has to be all in one department. Got golfing clubs, yeah. you got golfing pants, <laughs> got golfing shoes because it has to be organized. Women don't care. So, like, I say that all to say is that when you talk, like, men, <laughs> men are about men are about that life. So, we will carry on because a woman's like, Oh, yeah, tell me a little bit more about your golfing. She's just doing that because she wants to talk to you. You just have to know to clue in to, to ask her about herself, ask her about other things, ask her about, you know, where did she go to school and why did she go there? and you know, get the conversation where she's laughing and stuff like that and ask her out. Okay, so what's... And knowing what, when to shut the fuck up. What, that, what killed, that has killed so many relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen that quite a bit. Um, okay, so what's the, the absolute no-no in, in your approach besides hygiene? Don't touch people without asking them first. I hate that. Oh my god, I've oh, been to geez. so many conventions where people just come up to you and they just like <laughs> put their hands on you. And I mean, I know it's innocuous, but it's so off-putting. You can't ask me a question while you've got your hands on my shoulder. Oh god, it that's so awful. Mm, so no, no. Uh, <laughs> Dang, probably, probably those dudes smell like bo and stuff. I can imagine wearing that cosplay and. Dang, I gotta change. I gotta change my whole approach. <laughs> no more just grabbing when okay. you be there. You can't just be like, oh, oh, hi. Like, no, 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 no. No, you can't just grab. I mean, if we're going to be stereotypical about nerds, we we just know that. Uh, let's look at personality types. A lot of nerds are kind of like, at least uh, I can speak for myself. Is we're introverts, and it takes us a little, uh, like a few seconds to kind of warm up to you. So sometimes the girls looking at you, and you think. No, she's trying to process what's actually happening. So mm -hmm. the more you give her the process, like if you stink, 
<laughs> real quick, or if you just hold her and she doesn't know you from Adam, and it's not like she, you're trying to save her from something really quickly or anything like that. She's trying to process what the hell is going on right now. So, like a lot of times, if you just give a give a few seconds for that other person, especially if she's probably more of a that introverted nerd, and you're having a conversation and you're trying to engage her, she'll start to warm up <laughs> to you. That's right. <laughs> but you got to give it a chance. The more you give her a, a fuck shit to give her to be processing, like, hold on, why is he touching me? Why is, where's that smell coming from? <laughs> why wasn't he shut up? <laughs> That's the less chance you got. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So ho- hopefully, uh, we'll, you know, we're going to have to do a show uh, with uh, some nerdy men and women and and, and see how that, that goes off. That's going to be actually a lot of fun, I think. Also, and Ryan's right. We need some men to come up here. We need to... Ryan's <laughs> totally right. If you can make somebody laugh, it's such an instant yeah. ice in. I mean, you know, I'm not saying go, you know, practice comedy routine before you start talking to people, but it, there is something about pulling people off guard with laughter that is really, really good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let me warm up, Chief. Let me warm up. I'm telling you, like most women, especially in sort of, you talking about nerds, they're more introverted. So it takes a few seconds, maybe a couple minutes for them to warm up to you. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be more receptive. But some guys in that space are just so self-conscious and scared. They're looking at her like, oh, she's trying to be bullshit. Oh, I'm doing it. No, she's really trying to process what the hell's going on. Just give her a second because she doesn't know you from Adam. Like the way I react to people when I know you. It is very different than when I don't know you. Maybe you know, especially if you're approaching me first. So you have to give me a few minutes to like, okay, this is what's going on, and then you know I can I can I can work. Maybe you should offer a service where you'll be like in the earpiece and you'll just be guiding <laughs> the nerd. <laughs> like modern oh, yeah, day version of Cyrano Be like I'll be the intro. You pay me enough. We, we, we make this work. I'll be like, before you see me, do you smell good? Okay, cool. <laughs> I think as a fellow nerd, I would say to dudes that don't, just because she's interested in you, don't imagine her as your wife. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's the first thing. Like, like A woman is interested in us. We're already thinking about next steps. We're like, she's going to be my girlfriend. She's going to be my wife. She's going to oh like... God be my everything because she's so beautiful men we have to stop placing so much value on someone we don't know so like take it take it a step back you need to say that louder because there's some star wars guys on twitter right now <laughs> just because she's interested in you doesn't mean she like you it doesn't mean she want to see you, like you know 400 times right like you just take a step back don't place too much value remain cool this, this is where uh, women who are <laughs> like me, who aren't super pretty, this is where we shine, right? Because we're not we're not super attractive, so we don't end up with the sort of guys that just come up out of nowhere because oh my god, but but there is definitely that sense of the moment that somebody approaches you to talk to you. And, and spe- you know what? You got it exactly right. The the introvert, the the nerd culture tends to breed introverts. I, I just, I don't know how else to describe it. And the moment that you 
break through that and you get somebody's attention, if you've got their attention, do something with it, right? Because it takes so, sometimes it takes a lot of people a long time to process that through. And if you've got it, that's half the battle. But instead, most people are kind of like Ryan, you're right. It's just, you know, go after the super attractive people and then you're already planning 15 steps down the road. And, and uh, yeah. She ain't even there yet. She's not even there yet. She just, <laughs> she's trying to save you a serial killer or not. She ain't there yet. Well, I mean, you know, serial killers need love. I, yeah. Right. Sell it off. <laughs> all right. Sell it off. Sell it off. So, uh, speaking of nerdy, this Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific for Eastern, we will be doing a uh, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine preview show. And uh, Lauren is going to come back for that as well. So, thank you so much. We have a wonderful Absolutely. panel. And Yardley is going to be there. And my friend Chris Gray is supposed to be coming through from Total Nerd Takeover. Um, and um, Tom Carter is going to be uh, joining us as well, all the way wow. from England. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking about um, what we want out of episode nine, as well as talk a little Mandalorian. Uh, we're not going to like review it or anything, just kind of um, where we think uh, the whole Star Wars franchise is, is should be at, where it's at, and the, what the future looks like. So it's, it should be a very fun episode. Uh, so we're going to get nerdy again. Uh, yeah. And uh, th that's, that should be a lot of fun. I want to um, thank everybody that listened, of course, and our guest, Lauren. So, Lauren, how can people get you on social media? Once again, tell us about the event next week and how we can participate. Okay. So the event is a virtual pop summit. Um, for more information that will be going out, uh, you're going to go to our Facebook page, Black Nerd Swag. Uh, go on one of our, either directly go to our messenger and say hi to it. It's going to ask you for your email and your phone number. And because we're going to be sending it, pushing out through um, that way um, heavily. So make sure you do that. Um, so go to our Facebook page, uh, Black Nerd Swag, start talking to our messenger bot and give it the information that it needs. And you'll start sending, getting information about how you can get your tickets and everything and everything else until the official post goes up. That's lawyer approved. <laughs> um, if you want to find us elsewhere on um, social, we have a Twitter account. So Black Nerd Swag. Um, beware of our of our talking box on that Twitter account. We are known. We are ready for the smoke. <laughs> so um, we have dished it out on Facebook as well as on Twitter. So come stupid, we will get stupid dirt. Um, and still be all compliant with community standards. <laughs> We're very good at that. Um, so make sure you go to uh, Facebook Facebook page. Talk to our messenger bot. Give us the email and cell phone number so that we can start pushing that stuff out to you because that's how we sell it um, primarily. Also, when you get that information, like invite your friends over to Black Nerd Swag to do the same thing. The more folks we have on it, the more successful, the more folks I can convince because there are some folks who said fucking no because our name isn't Marvel. But that's okay because we're going to have some Marvel people up on it on the next one. So make sure you do support us. It helps us get uh, more guests. And also, especially if you're an artist, there is going to be a section where I'm talking about business and marketing um, on that side for um, the the summer. I mean, so sorry, for the summit. So if you have a business in the space and you're trying to figure out how to ways of monetizing or like the conversation we had about moving your data from, you know, not only having it on Facebook, but having stuff that maybe is more exclusive to your personal stuff, we're going to dig into 
um, that because that's becoming more and more important, especially if you have YouTube channels. So check us out on Facebook, Black Nerd Swag. Talk to our messengers about, uh, hand us your information um, and we can start pushing that stuff out to you. Also follow us on Twitter, Black Nerd Swag. Say what's up when you follow us so we can say what's up back. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, Jen, how can we get you in social media and all that stuff? Uh, you can find me on following. You can find me on following Bliss. You can find me on Twitter at following Bliss One, and you can visit my websites at moviesmakethemeal.com, getting ready for Christmas, and criticallaughs.com. All right, critical laughs. You can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and of course the website is indyradio.org. That's i n d y radio.org. Uh, once again, join us this Sunday. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. And yeah. uh, we will be talking all Star Wars. With that said, you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. God bless you. And peace. <laughs>